Welcome to another episode of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. And in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Now, today's podcast is sponsored by The Money Nerve, your resource for financial education. Uh, In 2020, April of 2020, The Money Nerve launches its newest online course, The Course to Financial Freedom. So sign up early and get a 25% early bird discount and be sure to check out the website at themoneynerve.com forward slash course. All right. My guest today, Joe DeSanto. Um, Let me build you up, Joe, because it's a pretty cool bio here. Um, Joe Joe built a multimillion dollar post-production company, produced critically acclaimed films and an Emmy winning TV show. Invested millions of dollars in real estate and semi-retired by the age of 43. Now he's sharing a lifetime of fiscal know-how via Play Louder, a resource that helps individuals and business owners increase their net worth and plan for the future. Joe, welcome. Thanks, Bob. How's it going, man? It's going, man. So I got to say, I love your title, Play Louder. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Tell me how that came about. Well, <laughs> I always I always get like kind of excited and anxious when someone asks me this because <laughs> it's it's like not like sexy or like uh, emotional or anything at all. All right, it's really functional. Basically, when I started getting into doing a blog, I took some courses, you know, much like you just mentioned. Uh, but this one was about you know SEO and things like that. And the guy was like, you can save yourself a bunch of work and time by buying a domain that already existed and was like a good domain that someone like let lapse. So I was like, you know, for various SEO reasons. So I was like, okay. So I just started poking around and I found this domain play louder. And I was like, I don't know. I like this name and it's got like really good SEO stats. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) can I turn this into something that would work for me? And Finally, like probably after my wife, you know, and I hanging out and talking about it for a while, we came up uh, with our tagline uh, and it kind of fit in just right. And now I'm like, I think it worked out for the best. Yeah, I love so it. There you go, man. It was, well, no, that's, it was no awesome, you know, brain. I thought search. there was going to be some great sexy story about how you had this vision and uh, like you realized you just needed to play louder. The, I'll tell you why I, re- I like it, because. Uh, I think a lot of people play it safe mm-hmm. and and so in in just the languaging of playing it safe, uh, people also try to not be visible or not have what they want. And so when I heard play louder to me, that just for me, it's like show up yeah, and um, like show up and show up big like. <laughs> I like that, go home, man. Look, you know? look how well this freaking <laughs> website is working for me. Well, the, the thing about it is, is it really did tie in a lot to what, like, I was thinking about at the time. Um, obviously, like, in my totally rad bio that you read there, uh, I consider myself in this semi-retired state. Yeah. And, like, the whole purpose of that was to, you know, doing all those things that I mentioned, uh, you know, in the bio also, like creating the company and that, which I did with partners, by the way. I was, yeah, I always like to make sure I mention that because I love my partners. But, um, you know, it was a ton of work and like I was right. working all the time. And then, you know, my wife and I had a kid and, you know, I, I, I can get into it if you want. But 
we eventually decided that we wanted to work less and and so we could basically see the kid <laughs> right see your child and, and give yeah. give the relationship a chance to actually be a success um right. and and just kind of have a little bit more regular fun so yeah you know, and that's kind of where the, our whole tagline of work smarter, plan better, play louder, it yeah. like really was a natural fit. So I just, I just need to, I just need to lie and come up with a better story <laughs> for the domain yeah, itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's great because uh, people are going to take from it what they take. So, uh, hey, you got a great tag. I Hi, love man. it. Uh, so <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, you worked on Wall Street for about 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah, I did. I did. And it wasn't fulfilling. No, it wasn't. Um, what happened? Well, you know, finance is always something I was into for whatever reason. Um, I don't know exactly. Well, I kind of know why. I've, I've reverse engineered an, uh, an understanding of it through my you know, family history. But um, so while I was always interested in art, and that's what I ended up really doing, going into post-production and things like that, like Finance was just something of interest to me. I like stock market stuff. I, I always like managing my personal finances. So I had a, an opportunity to go give it a try. And I was like, well, I should definitely try that because it's something, you know, I've always, always like I said, showed an interest in. So I went down there and I actually, I mean, it's ama amazingly, I worked in the World Trade Center Tower 2 on the 60th floor. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Wow. And like I left there. Basically, I was there for two months in the summer of 1998. Wow! And uh, you know, if I had stayed and pursued that, I I would have remained there. So I mean, oh wow, it just trips me out sometimes when I think about it. But the reason I didn't like it is just like, well, one, I had to shave every day, so. <laughs> which was like really hard for me. I th I have sensitive skin, and I just don't like to shave with an actual razor. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this sounds crazy, but like, I just, I like, I never wanted to shave. I, I use like a, a beard trimmer and, yeah. you know, to add more like humor to the story, like in high school, anytime I was unshaven, my dad was in those like old school sort of people that you shave every day. And he was right. always on my frigging case to shave, you know, right. I'm like, why, why does it matter? And he's like, because eventually you're going to have to get a job, blah, blah, blah. And he was right. I went to Wall Street and they were like, I went, when I went for the interview, I had like stubble and they were like, you're going to have to shave, you know, pretty clean, like every day. And you're going to have to get like a suit, you know, like I would go to like, they're like, I would go to like Saul Sims, you know, something conservative. Yeah. So right away I was like sniffing out that maybe, maybe this, this career was not for me. That's, um, yeah, I love, well, I just love, first of all, I love that shaving or not shaving could be like a big decision maker in a career path. You know, when you have the sensitive skin that I do, Bob, and like the razor burn that ensues from a regular shave, you know, it's, it's pretty serious. But, um, yeah. but besides that, um, you know, it was like just, it's this extreme corporateness, you know, and, and, yeah. and it really is. I mean, at least it was then, like I was working in the bond department and right on the, the floor where the trading floor was. And it's just it's just like a meathead fraternity, I guess I felt like yeah. a little bit. I mean, I know yeah. that's not all of it, but, yeah, but that was a bit the of it. feeling I was getting, you know? And yeah. it was just it was just I don't know. And then you combine that with like sort of the corporate ladder climb and 
it but just, you're pivot- it just but- kind of stifling a, a little bit, you know? So I was disappointed in that sense because I knew that you could make a lot of money <laughs> right. on Wall Street. But and you can was- make a lot of money. <laughs> you, can but- do, you can make money elsewhere, though, too, I guess. So. That is true. But there was a pivotal <laughs> – if I remember, um, there was a pivotal moment, though. You were commuting. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that that was the – you know, like – where I ended up living, I was in New York. Uh, I worked in post-production my first year, and then I like sw- switched to this thing to give it a try, but I but I had moved out to Long Island. So I was like riding the Long Island Railroad like every day. And, you know, right. when you don't have a lot of money in New York, you get the, you got to go further and further out. I mean, these days, right. like you got to go to like Wisconsin, basically. Um, oh, geez. You don't make a lot of money. But um, I was riding like this, the train, like an hour and a half each way. So I was getting up at like 530 in the morning. I was getting like a 30 train. Mm. And like on the way home, I was just, you would just look around and just see all these people that were just like, they just look beaten down. You know, they, right. just, they had their brown bag beer and they were just like staring blankly off like, into that's right. know, space. Right. And they just look like they weren't having any fun anymore. So I, I was like, is this going to be me like 20 years from now? Am I just going to yeah. ride this train for 20 damn years and just drink my brown bag beer on the way home? And then, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is not That's, feeling right. But a lot of people do that. A lot of people make that choice. I know, I know. What? And, uh, how did you feel? Like, how did you know, like... That you had a choice, right? And a lot of those people, I don't think they have it. Feel like they have a choice. They feel like that's what they have to do. Yeah. But you didn't do that. Well, you know, I think you're right in that people d- don't feel like they have a choice, especially once you kind of get in and get in down a road. You know, that, that, yeah. The thing about life in general, and and and, all, and particularly work, is you get going on something and you invest a bunch of time, and if at some point you know, five to 10 years out, you're like, I don't know if I like this, you know, this isn't going the way I wanted. You're kind of like, well, how the hell am I going to do anything else now? You know, this right. is what I do. I would have to, this like, is what I picked. Pay cut. I'd have to reeducate myself. Who knows? So in a way, being that I was young and I basically had nothing and really nothing to lose, I was like, if there's ever a time <laughs> to do okay. abandon ship, this is now like, I might as well okay. just- just make the tough decision and and go back to the other thing I was doing, which seems better. And honestly, I guess I you know I felt good about it, and I'm like I tried something different. Like you know, yeah, I think that's a great thing for everyone to do if they can try a few things out before yeah. uh, you know you have major responsibilities, and then hopefully but you pick something. How, how do you though then pick up from Long Island in New York and land yourself in uh, California? Well, I just you know. I, I think I'm like, I, I like to travel, I guess. I don't travel like honestly that much, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I've i decided the reason I like to travel, this is from reading and some, you know, listening to some books and stuff. Like I'm a little bit of like OCD-ish. I mean, nothing super clinical. I don't wash my hands like a hundred times a day, but like once I get started on something, like it's hard for me to not, you know, to not stop or, you know, like I like my house or my environment tidy, you know, it's like I can't right. chill out if it's not tidy. So I think traveling is something that's good for people like that because everything's new and nothing's permanent. So you don't worry right. about a lot of like, you know, stupid stuff, like if your house is neat, because uh, you're like, well, I'm on, I'm on the road right now. Um, so I just I want I had this desire to go on this road trip and I was like across, you know, cross country road trip. And uh, I, I kind of. Talked my girlfriend at the time into it, which was 
I was excited about because she was not a very spontaneous person, actually. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if she's going to bite on this, but she so, actually was miserable enough in her first job that she was like, all right, whatever. Oh, there you go. Uh, Misery loves company. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, let's just do it. Let's get out of here. Um, and like, we'll come back. We'll just do it for two months. And basically, I'm like, we're going we're gonna to finance this thing on credit cards. I mean, we're going to go like really bad here. But yeah. this is the time. And uh, so we head off on this cross-country road trip. And I was like, when we get back, going to get back into post-production and, and all that jazz. So, um, But we, we go to California. Well, we went all over. We went you know, down through Nashville, Memphis, Texas, gotta love Nashville. Colorado, all that jazz. And then yep. we kind of swooped through California and, and went all the way, ended up going all the way up to Vancouver. But we're oh, in wow. California for like a week because her cousin actually lived there and, and uh, she liked him out there friendly. So we stayed with him. And I was poking around the post-production and production scene there. And I was like, oh, I see California like is kind of the best place in the world to do this. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Yeah. And the funny thing is like, I don't know if, you know, you've got New Yorkers or Californians listening, but like, there's we have like, people I feel from like Germany. This, yeah. I, I feel like they're everywhere. This, like, you know, general scenario where New Yorkers are like, man, LA, fuck, that place is weird. I could, you know, yeah. like I could, I could visit there, but I could just never live there, you know? Right. So, so I got this, I had this vision that Cal, you know, at Los Angeles was just like this horrible apocalyptic, like smog infested, you know, place. bunch of weird people. Yeah. yeah. And then I got here and I was like, what the hell are these people talking about? It's actually pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I said to my girlfriend again, this non-spontaneous girlfriend, we met, we left, we went all the way to Vancouver and I was like. I was like, I don't want to go back there, man. I don't want to go back to New York. L.A. looks so good. We should just drive down there and like we'll figure out we'll figure it out. And we'll just let's just move to Los Angeles. Wow. Again, she was like, okay, Uh, And mainly because her cousin was there and she liked it a lot. And they were friends. So it was like a good comfort thing. Right. So, yeah, we basically I basically went on a road trip and uh, it lasted like 20 years, basically. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And it worked out. You know, it, it was worked definitely out. dicey at first. Um, but we ended up getting a, a a really great little, you know, one-bedroom apartment in Venice, California, which at yep. the time was kind of like a more hip, kind of like yeah. artsy and not as yeah. expensive place. Oh, yeah. Live, now it's – nobody – yeah, nobody can live there now. Yeah. Now it's, it's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, yeah. So we were paying – we got a one-bedroom place for 800 bucks. Wow. Right? Like three blocks from the beach. And I'm like – Nice. Who in the right mind in New York would think this was bad? This, this right. Is awesome. Uh, I always That's... felt like in New York, as much as I enjoyed it there, like it was fun. It was a lot of energy, partying. You know, it was like a good time. But I, I got kind of burnt out on it, I think, just because – partly because of my OCD-ish kind of tendencies. Yeah. But I would be, towards the end, I'd just, I'd be like, you know, kind of walking down the street or in a cab and, you know, I'd be looking in the windows of like the various, you know, like Greek coffee shops or whatever and see all the people in there. And I'd just be like, I think you guys can just leave this place if you want. (laughs) I don't think you actually just have to stay here forever. So, but do you not miss the like New York delis and the New York pizza and the the cabs? 
I don't miss cabs, man. Cabs are dirty. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Uber. I, I do Uber Lyft. Though, uh, one of my favorite things in the world is a chicken cutlet sandwich uh, with onions and tomatoes and lettuce and mayonnaise from a Greek restaurant mm-hmm. in New York with French fries from Greek restaurants because they always have the best fries. They do. So I do miss that. And New York's great, great, great. Don't get me wrong. It's a wonderful place. And I'm, and I'm, my, my heart goes out to it right now. Um, I know a lot of people that live there. And, uh, <clears throat> but but that was for me. And, and now then, I live in sunny Florida. And now you live in sunny Florida. You picked up, you had a successful business going, mm-hmm. uh, still going. Um, you had, you know, you guys had a warehouse and you bought real estate. And then you just picked up and said, yeah, I'm going to Florida via Texas. Yeah, sort of. Pretty much in a sort of a way. Uh, it it seemed that crazy to most people we knew. Like, you know, most of my friends who were still in Los Angeles, pretty much all my friends, you know, they they were just like, what? What is that? What are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Right. Because uh, you're supposed to build up and amass everything, right? And yeah. never alter the course. And then by all accounts, you know, my wife and I, we worked together at my business with our par- our partners who are our best friends. And, it, you know, by, by all accounts, it was an ideal situation. Like, right. I mean, believe me, I, I've n- I had nothing to complain about. Right. Um, but, you know, you can get, you know, you can get annoyed with anything, I feel like, in life if you do, if right. you do it long enough. Do it long enough. enough. You know? For sure. For like, sure. So, the, you know, in, in, in entertainment, we worked in largely in advertising and entertainment. And it, it's just, you know, it's, it's an intense racket. Like you have to yeah. just, you have to live it. You work, you know, 12, 16 hours a day. You, you know, you, you work just a lot and you have to fully commit yourself to it. And, you know, when you're not working, you know, you're going out too, doing the social thing, doing, you know, the night shift, as I call it. And I loved all that. None of that right. was a problem per se, but you know, do it for a good, really solid for 15 years. And you start to get a little, little tired at the game. Yeah. So that was well, kind of seeping in a little bit, but it, then, then we had a kid and we yeah. were like, Oh my God, this is the most insane thing we've ever done. Like now we can't like work all the time. What are we right? Oh, you have to like feed them and nurture them. Yeah. You have things to like that. Kids, yeah. You don't really, you, I definitely didn't have a handle on it, but it's it's twenty four hour surveillance. Like, right. you can't does, actually cake eyes off those things. No, no, you don't get to sleep. No, and there's the media, no you no rest. Sleep, no rest, and like you always have to either be watching them or paying someone to watch them. And that's, that's right. Really hard when you have a really demanding work schedule. So yeah, and do you do you and you spend a lot of your time with your son now? Um, do you talk to him about money? Well, he's only four, so uh-huh. uh, I talked to him. <laughs> I well, I mean, do talk you, to him about like maybe about abundance of toys. Listening. Yeah. What about uh, a, like? Did, I mean, maybe not money, but like, does he know that he he does he get all the toys he wants in the world? Uh, does he get? Is it yes to everything? Does he have to learn delayed gratification? Gosh, Bob, you're making me feel like we have no we have no plan whatsoever in this in this realm. Um, well, no, you know, I would say he probably has everything he wants, needs, and more. But you know, he he's not a he's not a real bratty kid or anything like that. Um, so yeah. I guess I don't think about it that much. But we do talk a lot about like 
like things like him leaving on the water when he's washing his hands, you know, like right. simple things like that where I'm like, you have to turn the water off because one, it's a precious resource that, you know, who knows, we mm -hmm. might run out of one day. But two, it's not free, dude. Like we got to pay for all that water that's just falling under the tap going in the hole. Like in that, uh, that's great. Using, you know, so anytime there's an opportunity to point out that things cost money, and if it costs money, that's more time daddy or mommy, you know, has to be away from him because they have right. to earn that money. So if, if he wants more of them, he has to be less wasteful. You know, See, I, reserve. I love that. I, you know, it's one of the things and I know I, I probably grew up um, in an earlier time than you. But uh, I, I, a lot of parents, I watch them tell their kids, the reason you brush your teeth is you'll get cavities or there's this. You know, my parents were like, uh, wash your hands, turn off the water, brush your teeth. Or I'll slap you. <laughs> like, oh. oh, so there's always violence that follows yeah. non-behavior. Yeah, uh, I know. As I, opposed I, to explanations are nice. Yeah, I, 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 I got uh, subjected to the fear of God parenting yeah. style as well. Uh, up until, luckily, up until my parents split up, which was some of the reason of that. You know, just because you know, and I, I see now like how easy much easier that is in a way yeah. like because i i could scare the shit out of my kid if i wanted to and he sure. stop doing something but you know kind of the reverse lesson is every time i do that like i increase the chance of him never talking to me again right know, once, he, once he gets to leave the house so i'd like right. him to want to come home for a holiday perhaps so yeah i'm trying to do the uh the more modern approach uh that's uh we call well, we call it the gentle parenting approach. Well, it's good then, and also you don't get calls from social services like you yeah. know they can they can I'm going to tell on you like kids can tell on you these days. <laughs> yeah, or you know, in in the same like financial sort of preservation, be like I could be abusive, but then it would cost me a lot of money in legal fees, right? Uh, to get out from under that, Lucas. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not going to. Cost benefit, cost benefit. I always do the cost benefit analysis. You know, I'm just, I'm actually doing, trying to do the cost benefit analysis of actually having children right now. Oh, have, have you, have you figured out probably, the balance? I probably won't post that because I don't, I don't want people to think I'm pointless. But oh, you know, you can, put, you can put a number on anything, Bob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do the what, math on <laughs> So what do you, what do you, uh, but having a, having a kid is priceless, right? I mean, there's a lot of maintenance, yeah. but it's priceless. Yeah, no, I mean, kids are awesome uh, in so, so, so many ways. Um, but, you know, they're just, they're, they're a lot of work, dude. And, and it's not, you know, it's not all fun. So, no, uh, it's work. You know, I can see, I read some book called Abundance uh, a while back, and it kind of talked about the statistics of how, as, you know, um, populations become sort of more affluent and like they have more choices and they have more options and you know they generally tend to have less kids because they're like well if, you know if i have less kids i could actually go do this or i could actually right. go do i that. could travel yeah back in the day <laughs> yeah. it was like we're gonna be basically locked down to this farm whether we like it or not so we should just you know keep producing free farm hands over well that's here. exactly then you got more people to do the labor yeah, yeah. and you know most that's... likely a couple of them are gonna die off anyway you know uh, so for whatever increase reason. the odds increase the odds yeah so that's now right. it's like you're like i'm like wow this is, this is, this is a lot of work 
I yeah. work these kids. I, I don't get to do yeah. anything that really I want to do anymore. <laughs> I have to mer- no. I have to buy into something he likes and sort of merge it with a potential interest of my own. Well, and unlike pets, they they have a longer lifespan. Oh so um, you sort of you, you don't get to trade them in or trade up. You no, know, you're sort of the food costs are crazy. That's right. Know, clothing, all that jazz. Uh, but it's pretty no. cool. I mean, you know, they're they're interesting. I mean, they 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 do they do bring out you know in some ways I think the best in adults. Uh, well, they hold they, you accountable. They sure do. They sure do, man. Um, but it's it's been good. Like you know, our goal, like I said, was to spend more time with with him, and uh, we've achieved that luckily. And yeah. it's been good. I mean, I like I could see it very clearly in my relationship with him because I was just home the least, you know, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was just sort of a tertiary player. I sort of was around on the weekends, you know, but was kind of grumpy or whatever. Right. And, uh, actually my son, like, you know, in the first couple of years, whenever, you know, he's a mom's boy for sure anyway. And his mom's pretty awesome. So I'm not surprised he likes her, but, um, you know, he would, uh, she would be like, oh, you should go do that with daddy or whatever, you know, and, and Luca would be like, I don't want to hang out with daddy. He's, what you, what you <laughs> he's mean. Yeah, yeah. He would say, he would say he's grouchy. He doesn't uh, shave. <laughs> yeah. He's scratchy. And uh, so I, I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to take that personally, Luca. Um, but, you know, I know you're just two, but. One day, like about six months into our our chain leaving, and like me being around more, it was it was kind of weird. It was like right out of the blue. One day, I don't even. I feel like it was even out of context. Like I don't even talking about it. He goes. He went like, "Daddy's not grumpy anymore." Wow. And I, we were. My wife and I were like, "Whoa, is that That's... like is that just random, or could that actually be connected to you know all? Is it all tied together?" It's hard. We'll never wow. know, Bob. We'll never know. But yeah, but happens. that's pretty. In, that's pretty insightful, though. I mean, like, regard how, how however it happened. That that's like that's pretty awesome. No, it really is. Like, I mean, uh, you know, if you spend time with your kids, you know, it's they like that. It turns out, yeah, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> they, if you're cool and nice, you know, you don't always have. You can be you can be a disciplinarian. For sure, but you don't have to be scary and and a, just a jerk for being a jerk's sake. If you're if you're with them and you try, uh, they they end up liking you more. Yeah, and yeah. They, they want to hang out with you. So go figure. You know. Yeah, that they didn't they didn't know that in the seventies. I guess they did not. They were just they like did not. you just it was you just threatened to hit them over everything, and then you eventually right. have to hit them a few times because they right. need to know you're serious. So that's right. <laughs> And, and, eventually and you they, get results and you get results and eventually they go off and resent you. Yeah. It's great. And then, it's, you know, then you're like, why don't you ever want to come visit me? It's been like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> ah, hmm. I don't know. I just, let me, just let me get my notebook. Let me get the list. <laughs> what is, um, with, with people out there today that are, you know, having a family, not happy in their jobs. Like, what would you tell people that, um, that want to make the, they might want to make a switch. They want to, they want to play louder. Um, what would you say? What would you say to those people? It's a good question, Bob. Uh, that's, I guess in a a sense what my site is about. Um, well, I would say that you, you have to, part of what I wanted to do with the site is 
help people to understand that um, planning isn't just for like the very far off into the future, mm -hmm. like you're 75, you know, and hopefully you get to stop working and, you know, just mm -hmm. sit on your porch while you wither away, wither away to, to death. Um, <laughs> God's happy. You know, like when you're in your twenties and stuff, you're just kind of getting going. And especially nowadays, your twenties are like your teens. Um, you know, you're just having fun or whatever. You're not worried about stuff too much. And then you're like, I got to get serious in my career, kind of 30s, and I, you know, maybe get into like buying a house and family, like even late 30s, 40s nowadays. At least that's how it was in LA. But it's like what you kind of don't really realize is like you might get sick of like what you're doing, you know, or and, right. and like not want to do it or want to have the capacity to change that, kind of like you were saying. And you need to like plan kind of for that. We, we started jokingly call it like act three before act life. So instead of life being like three acts where it's like, you know, you educate for 20 years, you work for 30 to 40 years, and then you, you know, start your slow descent to death for like the last 15 years. And you hope <laughs> Such you a hope positive you spin. Yeah. You hope you make it as far as possible. Like, like you might be like, Hey, there, there's, it's more like 2020, 2020. Whereas like from 40 to 60, you, maybe you want to change your career. Maybe you want to do something different. Maybe you want to work less. Yeah. Um, Whatever. And so I think people should start planning for that potentiality as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want you. So obviously you, everyone here is you want to plan, start planning for retirement in your 20s. I think a lot of people put it off thinking they have time. But if you start thinking, I want to plan for something, maybe it's not retirement, like when I'm more like 50, 40, 50, 60, uh, maybe you try to kick it into gear. Um, so. Planning and, you know, and saving and preparing, I, I you know, the way I kind of describe it to people is I think you have to be um, financially prudent, business minded and mm -hmm. investment focused. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, you have to do your best up until you're, you know, in your 30s, 40s and maybe even, you know, early 50s to to make the most of your income earning potential and then have that mm -hmm. money to make the most of itself through investing and what have you. Yeah. Um, now, I freely admit that if someone right now is 50 and they're finding themselves in that situation, that is a challenge, you know, and they don't have the means or capacity to make a right. change like that. That, yeah. you know, in, in all honesty, like I'm, uh, I, I tell the line between like, between being a realist and a cynic, I often say, um, yeah. you know, like that's tough. That's a tough situation. You can't really do much. So in that sense, uh, if you have to, to some degree, just find, you know, sort acceptance, I guess, to a degree, but still use that as energy to refocus yourself and yeah. try to put, you know, whatever savings and whatever, um, kind of thinking to you can to maybe bring that day that you can make that change a little bit closer. Um, and it's, you know, I guess ultimately a lot of people ask me, it's like, well, what exactly should I do, you know, to, to do all that? Um, and you know, it, it, it's not brains, it's not rocket science, I guess. Um, in that, you know, you have to continually work to increasing your earnings so you yeah. can, so you can make more money and save more money. <laughs> I really believe everyone's first thing should be buying property, buying a house. Uh, yeah. I think like, you know, basically the government incentivizes us so much with tax breaks and what have you to own real estate. Like, mm -hmm. and, and the fact 
that you're going to most likely be renting anyway if you don't own a house. You might as well put right. that money to work and sort of get a two for one, like, you know, investment slash savings vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I recommend that to like all young people, even though like millennials today, there's this constant debate of like, what, you know, should you buy a house? Should you not? Should you rent? No, you just pay a monthly fee for everything. Yeah, you're just, yeah, <laughs> that's, you're that's, like, well, I don't it's get a little, it. Why wouldn't you yeah. want to own the thing? And they're like, well, it seems like a lot of work. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> <It> but <laughs> being successful is a lot of work. I mean, I don't know. You know, unless you, well, that, unless you that's get an true. inheritance. Um, but yeah, if you don't feel like whatever, unclogging your own toilet and working an extra 10 years, be, you know, for that luxury, go yeah. for it. Um, well, I mean, I think Sorry, you do I, have to do the work. Meandering. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, but you do have to do the work. If you want to have success, you got to do the work. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's hard to be successful in America, man. It's, you know, <laughs> there, you know, there's a lot of people that have been here for a long time. A lot of people are entrenched in, uh, you know, kind of their field. And there's a lot of nepotism, family things, and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, it's hard to, like, you force your way into the game and into the higher earning categories like it's yeah i wouldn't make any bones about it i mean it's kind of interesting in the last you know 20 years with the internet there there has been all these kind of new ways that are like you know unsaturated or at least they were for a while and ways to like very quick wealth if you know you are very smart an inventor or whatever it is um but even that still takes a ton of work and a lot of very specific know-how so yeah. Just blissfully uh, living through life without paying attention. Like if you actually focus a little bit, um, you can plan for the future. You can have lots of amazing things. You can take chances. Um, you know, be prudent. But I'm also hearing have a little bit of fun. If you're like, if it's not, if you're not having joy, if if you're not grumpy, um, then um, like do things that make you happy, that don't make you grumpy, and and if, yeah. even if it's little things, do something different that that fulfills you um, rather than just being the robotic person on the subway drinking their brown bag beer. Um, <laughs> Like, yes, I, I totally. I mean, um, in, I guess to to kind of connect that a little bit to spending and stuff, another, another thing that um, I think is really critical for people to do of any age and it's never too late to start is to, to track your, you know, your income and expenses, you know, just like yeah. a business. I, I always consider, just track it. I considered my personal life the business of me, you know, and I always be like, well, you know, if the business of me makes more than he spends, then that's not a real good business to be in, you know? Right. Um, and if you do that, you can really identify things, you know, like you can identify how much you're spending on what, and you can take the time to decide, is that really that worth it? You know, that spending that money that's right. doing that, do what do I get? Do I, what's the cost benefit analysis? I guess, do I get as much joy yeah. out of that as it, as it costs me? And a lot of exactly. times on the stupid shit, no, like, you know, like buying new cars or leasing new cars every three months or something, you know, it's, you, you get like a rush at the beginning, but then it just becomes your car, you know, and is it, and then more, it just becomes a payment. Yeah. yeah. This inde indebtedness, um, or there's tons of things like that, that are big ticket items and small ticket items. And, um, you can, you can kind of systematically eradicate a lot of that stuff from your life, save more money and then decide, 
you know, what do I really like to do and what's worth either spending money on or like what fun things can I do that maybe are not extremely expensive? Uh, yeah. So it doesn't about, sound like fun to do that kind of analysis and maybe it isn't uh, it, for everybody, but it's worth it. But in the long run, I think it is worth it and it pays dividends like tenfold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, I got, uh, I, I'm not the, the best social media person, but I do have social media, uh, locations. <laughs> so I'm on Facebook, I'm on, uh, Pinterest and, um, Twitter mostly, I guess you would say. And well, okay. because I'm very business oriented, my LinkedIn is actually probably one of my most like active social media ish places, but then mainly okay. like my website, playlouder.com. Um, Pretty much what I'm putting there is uh, basically free resources for the most part um, about saving money, budgeting, tracking your spending, real estate investing, like being tax efficient, a lot something you know a lot about and, you know, yeah. trying try to not uh, just unnecessarily give lots of money away if you don't have to in the tax, in the tax front. Um, and then I have some like little mini free courses on those topics. Um, And then also like, you know, I I do this consulting work for businesses mostly where I just I manage all this, their businesses money and their their spending and I report to them what they're doing. And I kind of act as the person, uh, you know, or I do that for them. uh, Yeah. And, you know, but mostly, again, I do it for businesses. So I'm trying to give those tools to individuals so that they can do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's all on my website. Check it out. Check it out. Well, I appreciate um, having the conversation with you today. Um, I have totally, to. Man. I'm going to do my little uh, uh, <laughs> my little awkward uh, transition here. I want to say, um, don't forget to share the love. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. Once again, thank you to The Money Nerve, our sponsor for this podcast. Be sure to check out The Course to Financial Freedom. You can find it at themoneynerve.com forward slash course. Joe, it has been fun talking with you. Um, I hope people check out your website. Um, I I think it's awesome that you are semi-retired and actually doing things that fill your passion. And I hope people out there will be inspired to make a different choice in their lives and be fulfilled so until I next hope time so too. Thank you for having me. And yeah, if anyone, if any of your listeners, they, they want any, ask me any questions or whatever, my email is readily available on my site. They can just email me and I'll see if I can help them. Awesome. Till next time. Cool, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later.